0: Hi everyone and welcome back to the Decomplicating Dressage podcast. For those of you that are new here, my name is Jess Gale, and this podcast is all about training your horse in a simple, uncomplicated way. We talk about the theories, techniques, and common problems people come across when training their horses, and we look at exercises you can use at home to improve your horse and your training. We also have a professional's episode once a month where an expert comes onto the podcast to educate us on the facts of nutrition, physiotherapy, rider fitness, shoeing, vettings and so much more. We also delve into mindset and I give you practical ways to improve your mindset so you're able to train and compete your horse the way you want to. In today's episode, we are preparing for competitions. With the news that competitions will start up again after the 28th of March, I'm sure lots of you have been booking in your shows and training for this coming year. So I thought that now would be a great time to talk about how you can best prepare for a competition. And I've got seven tips that are going to help you to prepare so that you are able to perform in the best way you can. As usual if you enjoy this episode then please do share it and tag me in it so I can see what you think of it too. Decomplicating Dressage now has its own social media so you can find us now at Decomplicating Dressage on both Facebook and Instagram. Also if you're listening on Apple Podcasts I would love for you to leave a review it means that more people will see the podcast and hopefully it will be able to help them too. welcome back everyone i'm sure that you are all as excited as me at the news that competitions can now begin again after the 28th of march so what better time to talk about how you can best prepare for these competitions that are coming up now preparing for a competition is all about finding what works for you every horse is different and every rider is different so what works for one person might not work for another By all means, get ideas about what works for others, but don't automatically assume just because one successful rider is doing it that it's going to work for you too. Instead, find out what makes you and your horse perform at your best and work with that. It's all about controlling those controllables, and we're gonna talk about that kind of term later on, but it's just about all those things that we can and are able to control, we need to look at, and all those things that we can't control, like the weather or traffic and so on, we need to put to the back of our minds and not give it any time or focus. So I have seven things that I want you to think about when preparing for a competition, and these are things that will make such a difference to how you and your horse feel going into that arena. So we're gonna look at number one, which is to plan your week before the show. So this is really important in helping you get both you and your horse ready to perform at your best. I always say it's best to work backwards. So start with the date of your show and then work out what you need to do the day before. It might be that your horse goes better when they've done a proper training session the day before, or perhaps they're better if you've taken them for a nice hack or given them a nice stretch on the lunge. Once you've worked that out, then you need to work out the rest of your week from there. Work out what you need to do to have your horse performing at their best. How many training sessions do you need to do before the show? When should they have their day off that week? When should be a good time to hack them or give them a lunch? Are they due the farrier or the dentist or the physio that week? Are there any days that you aren't able to ride because of work or other things? And all these questions are going to help you to plan out what you need to do with your horse that week. It will help give you peace of mind that you haven't accidentally booked the physio the day before or something like that. And it will also make sure that your horse is in the best place possible for that show coming up. Now, obviously, there are some things that aren't going to make it as ideal. It might be that you've got to work the day before so you can't ride your horse. But then think about what you can do in the week to make that situation better. So once you've worked out then what days you're going to train on and what you're going to do other things, you then need to work out and plan your training sessions for that week. Again, this is about knowing what works for you and your horse. Do you want to run through the test and work on your test riding? If so, is it best for you to do that the day before to help you feel more confident and know what you're doing? Or is it better to do that further back in the week because your horse likes to anticipate things? You can then think about what parts of the test do you feel might need a little bit of work in your training. It might be that there are certain parts of the test that are a little bit more difficult than others and you can choose to focus on these parts during your training in that week. Don't forget about your basics. It's really easy to just stop Thinking about your horse's way of going and just over focus on the test. So, make sure that you still dedicate at least a session to working on those basics that you spent so much time training on these last few months. It might be that you need to make sure your horse is in front of the leg, or that your contact's consistent, or your horse is more supple. The preparation for a competition is all about putting you in the right headspace to perform at your best and putting your horse in the right physical and mental position to perform at their best. Now, the day before the show is arguably the most important day for getting all these things together. Now, I had a horse where I absolutely had to train with my instructor and run through the test the day before. It helped me to know exactly what I needed to do on the day. And it boosted my confidence to know that I'd already run through the test the day before. But then I've had another horse who didn't suit that. He would anticipate counter-transitions if I ran through the test the day before, and he would be more grumpy if I made him work hard twice in a row. So it just didn't work for him. So instead, we ended up going for a blast around the gallops the day before a show. It put him in a better headspace to perform, and he was ready to put 110% into his work on the day of the competition, rather than feeling a little bit tired from the training the day before. So make sure you work out what works best for your horse as well as what works best for you too. Now number three then is to decide when and what to pack and when you're going to plat your horse. So packing the lorry or the trailer can end up being a really stressful situation. You can get that fear of like have I forgotten something which happens to everyone. So make a list of everything that you're going to need and then tick it off as it goes into the lorry so it will stop you having that late night did I actually put it in the lorry moment the problem though of when to pack depends on you so some people prefer to get it done and sorted the day before so they don't then have to worry about it and if this is you maybe try also plaiting your horse the night before too It will help to take the stress out of feeling like you have loads to do, especially if you're competing earlier in the day. But you might find that having things to do is actually more helpful for you as it keeps your mind kind of busy. So again, you're probably noticing a trend here. Do what works for you. I see so many riders doing things before a show because their idol does it or a rider they look up to is doing it or a rider that beat them at the last competition did it. But that works for them. And it might not work for you. It's all about getting you and your horse into that right space. And you are all so different. So do what works for you. Number four, then is to have your routine. So now we're kind of talking more about the day of the show. We've already decided whether you're platting and packing the day before or the day of the show. But what about the rest of the lead up to you going into that arena? This part is all about controlling those controllables. And this is a sports psychology method that I was taught a long time ago when I was competing at internationals. And it's all about looking at what you can do in the lead up to you going into that arena to help you be the best you can be and not giving any attention to the things you can't control like the weather or who's judging you or who you're competing against. You can't control those things. So try not to focus on that and I do know that that is hard but it's not going to have any benefit to you. Instead focus your attention on controlling those things that you can control. What will you do on the drive there? Are you going to drive? How much time do you want to allow yourself before you get on and what are you going to do in that time between when you arrive and when you get on? Are you going to watch other riders compete? Watching other riders is a big one that some people love to do and some people hate. Don't get caught up into watching other riders if it makes you nervous or gets you off your game. If it makes you feel motivated and excited, by all means do it. And some people like to feel excited, motivated and raring to go. Others like to feel calm and composed and relaxed. Work out how you want to feel and then all you've got to do then is just work out what you need to do to get you there. And again, it doesn't matter what you do. I used to do sprints up and down the side of the lorry just to psych me up for one horse because I was really laid back and a little bit lazy with him and I needed to be raring to go. So if you find that watching riders gets you into the right headspace to perform, then do it. If you find it makes you feel nervous or gets you feeling a little bit more anxious, don't do it. And then there's the question of, do you talk to people? And that may sound silly, but going back to those controlling the controllables, it might only take one person's misplaced comment to change your mindset and you can't control what other people say. So I've had people say to me things like, well, it can't be any worse than last time, or remember that you need 70% to qualify, Now it might be that chatting to people calms you down or it's one of the reasons why you compete. It's to see your friends and have a chat and if that's the case then that's great and chat away and do that. But if you find that people asking how your horse is going and whether you think they'll go well today will make you feel more nervous, just don't chat. They will probably still be there after the test anyway for you to chat to them. So sit in your lorry or sit with your horse run through your test in your head and actually just spend a bit more time with yourself to get you into that right headspace. Number five then is to talk to the people who will be going with you. Now, this doesn't matter whether this is your parents, your friends, your groom, chat to them about what you want them to do or what you need from them. Now, generally, most of the time, they've come there to support you and help you. So tell them what is going to help you, whether that's you want a hand tacking up, or you kind of say can you remind me to focus on this in the warm-up or even just asking them to give you some space to just get your head in the game I think a lot of the time at a competition as riders we don't want to be selfish and so we spend our time doing what other people want us to do and not actually focusing on ourselves but you've got to remember that this competition is about you and your horse You've worked so hard to be there, you've trained hard, you've paid your hard-earned money to be here too, so don't be afraid to tell people what they can do to help you perform better. Number six then is to plan your competition warm-up. No matter whether you are nervous at a competition or just really chilled out, having a warm-up routine at a competition can be super helpful. Generally you can keep it pretty similar to your warm-up routine at home, a nice leg stretch and warm-up and then pick up and work through the aspects that you need to work on. You know your horse so you will know what you need to work on in your warm-up but your aim is to get your horse feeling physically ready to go but think through what you're going to do before you get in that warm-up so you have a set routine that you run through to get you and your horse ready to go and you don't have to have that thought process of what should I do next. Even in the warm up, you might find it helpful to run through different bits of the test or even the whole thing if it helps you feel more confident. But again, do what works for you. Now, timing is something that a lot of people struggle with. How long should I warm up for? And for this one, it's a little bit of trial and error. Sometimes you might find you didn't have enough time, sometimes you might find you overcooked the warm up. Generally, I would advise just giving it a go. Try a little bit with a little bit less time, Try a little bit with a little bit more time. Once you've worked out an average time that works for you, I would advise generally adding about five minutes extra than you feel you need. Worst case scenario, you can give your horse a walk break halfway through, but it will give you that extra leeway that you can use if you need it. Now, number seven is arguably the most important, and that is to goal set before you go down that centre line, you need to have it very clear in your head what you need to do to come out of that arena and be happy with that test. Now scores are obviously relevant for qualification and placings and so on, but we have all come out of a test thinking that was rubbish and yet we got a great score. So scores aren't always the best indication of how we did. Remember that competitions are a different environment for both you and your horse. And add to that the fact that we haven't been able to compete for a while. Don't go out thinking, I want this test to be perfect and everything to go to plan. Instead, make some goals that are relevant to you. It might be that you want to get your horse to relax in the warm-up. Or that you want your horse to stay focused on you through the whole test. Or that you want your horse to stay in front of the leg for the whole of the trot work. Or it might be that your goal is just to enjoy it and have fun. But make your goals relevant to you and what you've been working on in your training. Think of this first competition back that you're going to do as your baseline. Now, we've obviously had a long time training and a lot of things will have improved, but we still have a whole season to go and we want to be able to continually improve over that time. So use this first competition to see where you're at and then you can use it to work out what you need to do to improve over the rest of the season. Remember when preparing for any competition, it's not about what other people are doing, but what works for you and your horse. Every horse and every ride is different, so find what works for you and stick to it. It might take a bit of trial and error to work out what works best for you, but that's okay, that's part of the process. Once you have a system that works, stick with it. The routine will help you find your rhythm with competing from following the same preparation and process every time. So there you have it. Seven ways that you can prepare for the competitions that are coming up. And I just want to run through them again one more time. So number one, plan your week before the show. When will you hack? When will you train? What are you doing the day before? Number two, plan your training. What do you need to focus on in the lead up? Are you going to run through the test or parts of the test? And if you are, when are you going to do it? Number three, decide when and what you're going to pack and when to plat. Make that list and tick it off as you put things into the lorry. Decide whether you're a do-it-the-day-before type of person or do it on the day. Number four, have your routine. Are you driving? If not, what are you doing instead? I did forget to mention on this that it doesn't matter if what you're doing is nothing. Like it doesn't matter if you've just gone... My time in the lorry is to just chill and chat and do what I normally do. And that's the same thing for when you get there. If that's the same thing, that's totally fine. But do what works for you and try not to worry about what other people are doing. Number five, talk to the people who are going with you. Let them in on what works for you and give them things to do that are going to help you. Generally, you'll find these people want to do what's best for you, and if they've been given nothing to do, You might find that they start doing things you don't actually want them to do. Number six, plan your competition warm-up. Have a plan in place of exactly what to do and how you're going to do it. And finally, number seven, goal set for your competition. Work out what you want to achieve at this competition. How will you know whether it was a success or not? And try to steer away from scores or placings and try and relate it to the things you've been working on in your training. Remember this first competition back can be about giving you that baseline seeing where you're at after all this time off and seeing what you've got to work on over the season. I hope you enjoyed this episode if you found this really helpful I'd really recommend joining our mailing list On Monday I'll be sending out a PDF document that takes you through everything we've spoken about today so you can work your way through making your packing list, creating your routine and warm-up plan and then working out what works best for you to help you perform at your best and control those controllables. If you want to join in just head to the website decomplicatingdressage.com and scroll to the bottom and you'll see that place to put in your email. Thank you so much for listening guys and I will see you next time.